You're listening to the Data Point Podcast, brought to you by The Hindu. I'm your host, Sonika Loganathan. In 2018, Kerala saw one of the worst floods in its history. Heavy monsoon rains, coupled with overflowing reservoirs, killed hundreds and displaced thousands of people. Monsoon rains are not a new phenomena for Kerala. But what threw Kerala's flood management department off in 2018 was the fact that it was still raining in August. The intensity of rainfall due to the southwest monsoon season usually declines by the end of July in Kerala. By that time, the reservoirs are full, in part because of the rain, but also because the state needs to have enough water supply for the ensuing dry months. Now in August of 2018, Kerala saw record levels of rainfall. And while 2022 didn't see rainfall to those same levels, it saw enough to cause concern. The difference? The state's approach to flood management. My colleague Vignesh Radhakrishnan has been analyzing rainfall and dam management data. Vignesh, tell us what the data shows about what went wrong in 2018. When we analyzed the data in 2018, there was a curious pattern. So in June and July, which is the expected period where it pours in Kerala, it did rain a lot in 2018. However, in August in general, the state receives relatively lesser rainfall than June and July. In 2018, that was not the case. In fact, on August 15th and 16th, it rained nine times over the expected rainfall. The expected rainfall here is the long period average, which we calculate, uh, and it varies from place to place. So, and then what happened was whenever there is a rain, uh, the inflows into dams increases. In June and July, when it rained a lot, which was expected by the officials. And so they maintained the storage levels at around 70 to 80% across most of the reservoirs and dams. In 2018, in August, when it rained a lot, which was rather unexpected, the storage levels continued to rise from around 85% to 90% and immediately jumped to 100% across major dams and reservoirs. And when that happened, the water started spilling out and uh, it flooded uh, large sections of the state and it led to a catastrophe. However, in 2022, when we analyzed rainfall data, a similar pattern was observed that though it did not rain much in June, in July there was a heavy rainfall, which was expected again. Again in August, there was, you know, the rainfall, the amount of rainfall which came down on the state exceeded the expected rainfall by many times. In fact, it rained more in August than in July this year. The difference seems to be that the flood damage was much limited in the state this time. So the key difference between 2018-2022 is that 
Despite the higher levels of rain in August, the storage levels in the dams and reservoirs were maintained at around 80-90% to 90% consistently. So the first question was how this was done consciously. right? Now when the rainfall increases, you have to open the dams, you have to let the water go. So there is no change in that. However, when we analyze the data of the level of water in the rivers in Kerala, in 2018 we observed that across 13 stations, 13 measuring stations in Kerala, the water level increased above the HFL limit. HFL is the highest flood level. That is, for each river, the high flood limit shows the maximum amount to which the water increased in its history. So when the water goes beyond it, it is called an extreme flood situation because it's record level. So that high flood level was recorded across 13 stations in 2018. However, in 2022, no such station recorded a high flood level. So that is the second curious aspect uh, which we have to focus on to understand what went right this time, which they couldn't do it in 2018. Okay, so give us some specifics that the data brought out. How much water was recorded in 2018's inflows compared to 2022? So in 2018, we measured the inflows of major dams like Idiki, Pamba, Sholayar, Idamalayar, Matupeti, Kundala. And what we observed was in the August, mid-August of 2018, the, the inflow of water in Idiki, Pamba, Sholayar, you know, crossed about 50 million units uh, in the August of 2018. Especially in Idiki, it even crossed 120 million units. So similar situation was also observed in 2022. In Idiki, it crossed about 80 to 90 million units. And in Pamba, it crossed around 50 million units. So though the inflows were a little bit less in 2022, it was not very far less. It was a comparable situation. Now let's go to storage. So this is where the difference is. The data shows that in most dams, the storage crossed the 90-95% mark and even touched 100% in many cases by August 15th and 16th of 2018. However, when it comes to 2022, none of the dams touched 100%. In fact, major dams like Idiki and Idamalayar did not even cross 80%. When we compare the spills, right? So in, in the case of in 2018, the spills from Idiki crossed around 50 million cubic meters per day. Okay, and when you say spills, that's different from when dam managers control the amount of water that gets released, right? So a spill would be like the excess water that's collected? When it comes to dam management, there are two kinds of outflows. One is a controlled outflow. For example, you open the gates of the dam and uh, for irrigation purposes or if you want to op you open the uh, gates of the dam 
for power generation purposes. So those are controlled outflows which are planned outflows. Spills are not planned outflows. Basically due to a heavy increase in rainfall and inflows, you are forced to open or the spills has to happen otherwise the dams will burst. Now as we saw in the case of Idiki in 2018 by August 15 the spills increased to even crossed million uh, around 50 million cubic meters per day. When it comes to Ilamalayar it crossed around 30 million cubic meters per day and even Sholayar it crossed 20-25 million cubic meters per day. However in, in, in 2022 it was a stark contrast except Sholayar the other dams the spills were not recorded that much. So this shows clearly the better dam management uh, this time around though the rainfall yes a bit less than 2018 but the pattern was similar that in the month of August when it was unexpected or they did not expect this much rain the rainfall exceeded the July figures so it is important to understand what went right this time which they couldn't do the last time and the lessons learned. So to get a better understanding of what goes into managing these huge rain events and the systems that are now in place, we spoke to James Wilson, who heads the Kerala State Electricity Board Limited's Reservoir Monitoring Cell. James has analyzed the issues with 2018's flood management and was part of the team that implemented new dam control strategies in 2022. He said that a major factor to consider post-2018 is the way in which weather patterns are changing. Historically, peak rainfall would happen in July. This then moved to the end of July, and now peak rainfall happens in mid-August. We are uh, observing a shift in the peak uh, rainfall. Forget about the extreme rainfall events. Even you look at the normal rainfall events also, there is a shift that most of the peaks are now shifted to the August middle. To deal with this changed rainy season, James explained that the state manages dam storage using rule levels. The rule level is essentially a dynamic flood cushion level in the reservoir that is below the full reservoir level, or the maximum capacity. The rule level changes over the course of the monsoon season, increasing slowly while remaining below the maximum threshold. This way, even if the rainfall exceeds the amount that was planned for, there won't be spills, but instead, dam managers will be able to control the water's outflow. To identify these levels, James says that assessments are carried out and then the monsoon season is divided into timestamps. So it is a probabilistic uh, assessment and then we will do a stochastic process and we will see that these are the cushions. You can actually, every, every month is divided into three time steps. Uh, for example, June 1st to June 10th, these are the water levels to be maintained. June 11th to June 20th, these are the water levels mainly. So we actually divided these uh, uh, June, July, August, September, October, November. These six months, 6 into 13, 18 time steps we have divided. So it starts from the spillway top. So above spillway top, how much water you can actually kept? That will be a trade-off between uh, people's safety and you, your, your conservation demand. But James says the issue, even with this kind of plan in place, is that the reliability of weather forecasts is waning. 
actually one of the biggest hurdles we are facing in this type of a management is that uh, the, the inconsistencies with the weather prediction. For example, this time, <coughs> this uh, IMD told that you are going to have a normal June, you are going to have a deficit July and August, especially for our region. Also, they told that this part of our uh, peninsular region is going to have, other uh, parts of India is going to have a uh, surplus or above normal uh, in, uh, rainfall. Kerala is going to experience little bit of drought below normal rain. The problem with this, besides the obvious heightened risk of flooding, is water storage. If the IMD predicts a lot of rain in June, for example, and minimal rainfall in July and August, officials will collect as much water as possible in June to account for potential deficits in the other monsoon months. But if the prediction is wrong and there ends up being more rainfall than they thought there would be in July or August, it'll inevitably lead to spills. But if enough water isn't saved, it could spell trouble for the dry summer months. On a long-term perspective, my my uh, my our whole management because our management uh, decision was to get maximum water. So June, uh, we don't exhaust our reservoir uh, fully. We decided to keep some stock to meet our uh, because June, July, July, August. Since you have studied the the the, the reservoirs, you know that that is the months which is bringing maximum water to my reservoir. If I am going to have a failure in the two months means that if I am exhausting because I am uh, drawing and I am using that one, I am going to have a very big uh, trouble in the coming uh, summer season in the 2023. I will give you the example of Idiki because Idiki is very, very, Idiki is behaving with the total uh, my hydel capacity and DDG because I am having 3,548 MCM I can store in the KCB reservoirs. Out of that, 1,460 is DDG. And uh, when June uh, 22, 1st June, I am having total around 31.6 percentage of water in my reservoirs. I kept 39 percent in the DDG. Same time, I I use the water in a very very frugal manner during the month of June because I am I am seeing that one they are saying that you are going to get a normal June, but I, what I am seeing that one of the worst Junes we have seen. So I am not getting water. We we were at the at the decision making level. We were start worrying what will happen. So July first the 39 percentage of the storage becomes 37.5 percent in Idiki. As far as state is total is concerned, my my entire system of 18 reservoirs are concerned, 31.6% become 32.5%. These are going in a similar line. So, I was really worried about uh, what is going to happen. Again, July failure is a problem. So, we started, uh, we uh, compared with the last year, last year we were uh, depending mostly on IMD predictions and other things. This time, we decided to look at uh, various forecasts from global agencies also. European Union, ECMW, uh, other uh, uh, NOVA, GFS from uh, this uh, USA. There are uh, forecasts from the Australia, Germany, France, all those things. July, when uh, we started, this reservoir started shooting up. The water storage uh, become within uh, on the 1st of August, we got around 66.3%. But what happened with our side is that we decided that we seen that. From the global models, we are going to have some heavy rainfall even in the July end, on the second half of July. So, we decided to increase our generation and to keep the Idiki reservoir at check. Otherwise, you would have been seen some more inflows because uh, some more uh, the spill quantity will be much, much higher than what we have seen. 
so we decided to keep the idiki reservoir at check then what happened that, that uh, 1st of august you had 66.3 percentage on your idiki and 67.3 percent of all reservoirs what happened on today today is 80.2 percent in idiki and 82.6 percent in the other reservoirs we also looked at the downstream data for 2018 and 2022 and found that the 13 flood monitoring stations had water levels cross the highest flood level in 2018 which made it an extreme flood situation but in 2022 no station exceeded the highest flood level james agreed that a large reason behind this is because of the opening and the closing of the dam shutters to ensure that water levels are managed this process ensures that a particular amount of water is released during a particular amount of time so that it doesn't breach and is done in a more calculated fashion but there are limitations this is because the area surrounding the dam and the river must be assessed for potential flooding uh, after 2018 just like a rule curve establishment we also created emergency action plans uh, we we created the large control list because idiki spillway can maximum discharge uh, 5000 cubic what will happen if i am discharge 5000 what will be the areas going to be submerged we created all these scenarios and we improved our communication facility most of the dams are in the forest areas we are having sometimes uh, even you don't have the mobile network is available not there every 3 hours we are assessing the we are collecting information we are doing our assessment and uh, we are uh, monitoring second thing we have done is that we are in close uh, monitoring with the central water commission every one hour we are getting the river water levels what you are mentioning the flood levels we are getting that information so i am taking a call based on that i know that if i am releasing water from here uh, we, uh, when that water will reach that particular point whether at that time the river is rising or receding so if i have a choice if i have a choice i will do my releases in such a way that uh, when the river is releasing or rising in a faster rate i can throttle that if the river is receding i can send maximum water now coming to your 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 observation i will tell you that this 2022 was limited to high range high ranges we had something similar to 2018 very close to 2018 or 75% but you don't had rains in the plain example i will come back to periyar because it is the biggest river and it is uh, uh, affecting the industrial belt of kochi alwa i will tell that periyar total catchment area is 5400 you are having only three reservoirs there major reservoirs other reservoirs has no role in playing the flood you are mulla periyar around 630 uh, idukki 650 and idamalayar around 500 so you are actually uh so 600 uh, this uh, 13 and uh, around 1800 square kilometer only you can control rest of the areas if rains happen you have no regulation all the waters will come to there but this time luckily when we were operating we were actually trying to see that our our reservoirs will not breach on the banks because our reservoirs alone is not going to breach So in summary, based off what the data shows and what James explained, the crucial difference in 2022 was that apart from the IMD's predictions, Kerala also relied on global weather models. This proved crucial as a combination of weather prediction models helped them make better judgment calls regarding when to open and close the dam gates. Secondly, having a fresh approach using the upper rule level 
made sure that water storage levels never touched the full reservoir level like it did in 2018. And third, constant monitoring of flood forecast sites downstream, combined with the hourly communication that they had with the engineers on site, meant that the dam managers were able to control the outflow from dams depending on the level at which the rivers were flowing. They increased the water outflow when the river level was down and decreased it when the flood level was up. These three factors contributed to the lessening of damage in 2022. That's it for this week's episode, but I'll be back soon to break down the next big data story. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for The Data Point by The Hindu. Thanks for listening.